welcome to Equip to Care, a podcast featuring the members of Equip, an online membership community of counselors, coaches, people helpers, and ministry leaders. We know that you care about your work with hurting people, and that's why we're here, sharing insights, hope, and opportunities from people helpers just like you. Each episode, our members will share insight to encourage you and expertise to impact your own work. We hope that this will build confidence and competence in order to make a real difference. Enjoy this episode of Equipped to Care. And we're back on Equipped to Care. We're so glad that you are joining in with us and continuing to learn from the members of Equip. Today, uh, we have Jolene Underwood with us, and she is a trauma and abuse-informed mental health counselor, as well as a spiritual and emotional growth coach. She helps individuals cultivate courage, character, and connecting their lives to what they're designed for. I'm really excited to talk a little bit more with her about her process, her tools, including Unleash, uh, the heart and soul care sheets that have helped hundreds experience greater freedom and grow closer to God. We're really lucky to have her on the podcast today. She's in a transition of life. Her family just recently moved to the great state of Maryland, and uh, we're excited to be part of that transition with her and so glad that she's part of the Equip membership community. Jolene, thank you so much for joining us on Equip to Care. Thank you, Chris. I'm super excited to be here. I'm excited to be in Maryland too. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. We're excited. <laughs> I was just on the spine the other day. My uh, As we're recording this, my oldest son was taking a college visit in Pennsylvania and we were driving through Cumberland and Hagerstown. And um, that's my favorite part of Maryland. We if might I, have I passed you. I oh, there just the other day too. <laughs> very cool. Well, by the time you get to the uh, Continental Divide, you're just hanging on. So uh, <laughs> it's good to have you on the show, and it's great to have you as a part of Equip. Uh, you bring so much to the table and uh, just a rich um, insight for us as we're trying to help hurting people. And uh, I'd like to know a little bit more about what you do. So you talk about cultivating life. Uh, and growth. How, how do you help people accomplish that, Jolene, in your practice and in your, your ministry? Yeah, it's a great question. I'm still working on fine-tuning this into a few words because I feel like it's hard to describe. Um, what it comes down to is my passion is for people of faith who want to get things right. They've wanted to go- do good things. Um, and somewhere along the way, it just not only is it not working out, they're feeling more and more discouraged and defeated. They're disillusioned. They're confused. Like, wait a minute. I I thought I was supposed to do these things. And then I would experience these things in God and it's not happening. And so, you know, sometimes there's just a lot of things that are going on in that process, things that I've experienced, because that's definitely part of my story too, always trying to do the right thing and realizing God was saying, you know, I put a lot of things inside of you and it's time to walk in that. And I went, oh, Okay, it's time to do something different. And so the things that I like to do is to help take some of the the principles of scripture and apply them in practical ways and help people maybe even reframe things or consider um, meanings to words, uh, different understandings. So on a more concrete level, it might be learning how to do boundaries or um, awareness of some of the needs that aren't being addressed and 
the connection piece has to do with like listening to our bodies and even noticing what's happening because when we don't do that we don't even allow ourselves to be able to connect to god and other people so those are some of the practical things that um that come about in this process so i mean obviously we're going to have the intersection with people of faith and a lot of our listeners are going to resonate with that I, I recently heard it said that the old adage used to be the safest place to be is in the center of God's will, but that the new adage probably should be the safest place to be is in the center of God's love. That when mm. we find ourselves searching for God's specific will and we just strive to do, 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 we really failed, fail to be who he's called us to be. And that's what came to my mind as you were sharing um, your desire to see people of faith pursue passions correctly and practically. And that's mm-hmm. one thing that I really love is how do we get our health theology to become our practical theology? So I know this might be a little off track a, a little bit, but how similar is your work to what we might call discipleship? And then how much of it is counseling and care? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I think, you know, the framework for discipleship is different for different people. And so for me, when I think of discipleship, I think of like specific programs in the church that say, here's how you do something and here's what you do with other people. And here's how you teach them a scripture or something like that. Um, for me, I approach things as, um, okay, well, maybe you're hurting or you're speaking to somebody who's hurting. How, How can you actually show presence? and be with that person. So it might be, it might fall under a discipleship category, but I guess I would approach it in a way that's different than what my framework says. So that may not be everybody's framework though. Yeah. I love that. Sometimes we do emergency discipleship so that we can get them back into the framework of the church's discipleship pattern. But that's so cool Mm -hmm. that you're willing to step into people's pain and suffering and trauma and then draw them back into a process of faith. So how, how did you find yourself here, Jolene? What, What brought you into this space of writing and coaching through uh, emotional and spiritual growth and even counseling those who are suffering from trauma? The biggest pivot point for me was after in 2012, we moved to a ranch where we fostered and it was uh, a ranch owned by Christian agency. And we had up to 12 kids in our home at a time. And it was a very fast decision. We were there for 14 months. Other people were out there for six weeks with trauma. (laughs) So our 14 months, what isn't necessarily like something that says any great things about us, but just, it also speaks to, um, for me, it speaks to this need that I had to speak up to, um, get past my own fears. And that I was tolerating way too much because we were expected to do way more than the state was expecting us to do. And so after that time, I, I was done, done, done. I wasn't beyond depleted. I was not functioning very well. Trauma, depression, aftercare, trauma, working with the kids with trauma. I was in just such a deep place. And you know, I recognized we've moved back to our home now. We're no longer at the ranch. The foster kids have moved on. We have a couple of kids kids left at home. This is a time where things could change. This is a new season. So I was asking God, you know, I want to heal from the ranch, but I don't want to just heal from the ranch. I want to heal from everything. I recognize that there's fears in me. How many times I felt the spirit say, you need to speak up to the elephant in the room here. And you need to you know, that I'm rising you up to be able to speak up in these places. And so I started going on a journey of personal healing and did, you know, counseling. I did EMDR therapy. I did inner healing ministries. I did whatever I could find to experience healing. And as I was going along, I was reading books and I was just praying and um, asking God to reveal what he wanted 
from me next. And what I felt like he was revealing step by step turned out to be the things that I would later read in books by um, psych psychologists, um, and, uh, theologists, you know, Christian pastors and leaders in the emotional health field. Yeah. And started recognizing, you know, this is really a path for growth. And this is something I'm passionate about. And um, my writing really started to fine tune to, it's not just about, you know, increasing our faith, but God has more for us. How do we actually experience more of God's goodness? And what does this look like practically? And when we're denying our emotions, we really miss out on a lot of God. Yeah, very cool. I, it reminds me of the old adage of the, or the old understanding of the uh, the heart in biblical terms, that the heart is uh, all of the above. It is what we think, but also what we choose and also what we feel. And it's kind of like marble mm -hmm. cake. And if we remove our emotions, our emotional health from that equation, then we may end up just being a giant brain who does things rather than a, an actual person <laughs> who feels things. And it, that's, that's an important um, distinction, I think, for us in the Christian world to not just abandon our emotional health uh, for the sake of accomplishments or else we will end up burnt out and uh, burnt toast when it comes to the work of ministry. That's awesome. So how, how do you find yourself, or maybe, maybe this is a better question. Who do you find yourself serving? Like as you're stepping into this work, God's done a work in you and now you're attempting to accompany him on doing that work in and through others. Uh, who do you find yourself serving uh, primarily? What would your audience be? I would say that primarily it's people kind of in middle middle ages um so primarily men or women but there's about the 10 to 20 percent readership of men um they are people who they've been through something difficult they've been through difficult circumstances it might be that they're they've recently experienced church hurt it might be that they're coming out of a destructive marriage it might be that their child has started walking away from them and they feel like they did everything right and and just things are feels like it's kind of falling apart. They're feeling confused. They don't know what to do next. And so they're asking questions like, how do I set a boundary with this person? What do I do now? I'm, I have so much grief to deal with. And um, those types of questions. Um, and then just people who also tend to appreciate the um, practical tip of, um, I don't, I can't think of something specific right now, but in some of the online content that I provide, I'll try to break some things down to where we might have a spiritual principle that we can say a lot, yeah. like, um, I'm just victorious in Christ. Well, how do we experience victory? And so I might do different posts that will kind of help us experience what does that actually look like? Or even this concept of abundant life. I think of John 10, 10, that's mm -hmm. kind of a big, um, uh, underpinning for a lot of what I do because you know, in there it talks about the thief coming to kill, steal, and destroy, but Jesus coming for us to have life and life abundantly or life to the full, depending on the version that you read. And when I used to read that, I used to just think of all the prosperity teachers that were saying, okay, well, this, this is what it means. You're going to have money and things are going to go well for you right. and you're going to be perfectly healthy. And I'm like, no, I think God actually just wants us to be able to experience the fullness of his goodness. And vitality mm -hmm. in life, the way that we operate. And so that comes down to um, our character. So that's part of what I talk about, what helps us be the person that God has designed us to be and live it out well. So I, I love that we're moving from, of course, this is, you're speaking my language when we're talking about moving from just health theology to practical theology and moving beyond pragmatism. So listener, we're not just talking about being pragmatic in our faith. Uh, Jolene speaking to us about this idea of practically stepping into 
the life that God has designed for you. And we're so thankful uh, that you are doing that and that you are bringing that hope to us. If you're just now joining us, we are uh, talking to Jolene Underwood. You can find out more at joleneunderwood.com and learn a little bit more about the cultivated life. And with that being said, I want to talk a little bit about that concept. The, the cultivated life is a term that you have used in the past. And what does it look like or what are the ways in which maybe the three areas I think that you describe for growing a cultivated life and why are they so essential to the work that we do? Yeah. Um, the three pillars that I kind of see as a foundation in all the content I provide is courage, character, and connection. And so it'd be helpful to describe that just a little bit. When I say courage, um, what comes to mind for me is the way that we are receive the courage to take the steps um, that are scary for us. Maybe it is that we need to speak up in some situation. Maybe we start to use our gifts in ways that we're not used to, or we need to face a difficult emotion. The way that we have the courage to do that, that God uses other people to infuse that courage in us, we get it definitely when we're connected to him and his word, when we're in prayer. And we also get it through other people in the sense that it's encouraging us. So how do we actually provide encouragement through other people? Um, the reason I bring this up is because one of the principles I learned at the Townsend Institute is a concept called relational nutrients. And he talks about the things that we get relationally um, that we can't just provide for ourselves. And so courage is one aspect. And I'll talk about um, the things that we can get in relationship, but then, and then character is based off of Dr. Townsend and Dr. Cloud's definition. If you're not familiar with them, they wrote the boundaries books. And Dr. Townsend defines character as the set of capacities needed to meet the demands of reality or the demands of life. And the way I think of it is kind of the structure of how we make decisions, how we operate, how we show up in this world. So it might be our ability to say what we need and have other people reciprocate that. It might be our ability to set healthy boundaries and um, knowing what is ours and what is not ours and not taking responsibility that's not ours. It might be grief work. It might be holding space for the tension between good realities and bad realities because a lot of times we want to split those apart. Um, and then also um, using your, like your adult voice, being equal with other people, not one up or one down. Yeah, that's uh, the really last good. pillar is connection, which has to do with being connected to ourselves, what's going on inside of us and what is God doing in our lives and how is the spirit speaking to us, connects with other people and how we connect to God. So good courage, character and connection. Um, you know, that connection piece is, I think, something that maybe if you could speak to that for just a, a minute more, I, I wonder if that's something that we in the church just really lack. I, I appreciate that you use that kind of great commandment uh, paradigm of understanding who you are, others, and God. Um, how do you see that working out maybe in the work that you do with believers? I feel like that's a big missing piece. Am I way off mm -hmm. or am I on to something? Um, I would agree, personally. Um, it's one of the things that really bumped me into this field, too, is when I started having conversations at my church, and I would speak to the elders and say, you know, there are people that are coming to you for counseling. You're not they're not trained, you're overwhelmed. How do we bridge this gap? Sometimes people need formal counseling, sometimes they don't. But what I was seeing is, you know, you have small group leaders who are either overwhelmed when something, when somebody has trauma, they're having a trauma response, or you have addiction or mental health issues, anything like that. Um, marital, just, you know, destructive relationships, they don't know what to do. Um, and then in just everyday life, when we're in a small group and um, 
our prayer requests are about somebody else who lost the job, we're completely missing the opportunity to connect at a deeper level. What is happening in your heart? How does that affect you? What is God speaking about in your life? And so I have a, a strong passion to increase that in the church um, as another initiative that's kind of on the shelf right now called Connected Church Care. I want to create a network that brings leaders together because I think God is doing this ac across lots and lots of different people. But um, yeah, I'm totally with you on that. Fantastic. Hey, we are so excited to continue our conversation with Jolene Underwood here in a minute. JoleneUnderwood.com. Before we uh, talk a little bit about how you can engage with her and her ministry I'm going to take just a few moments and introduce you and remind you of the opportunities to be part of Equip. We'll return to the Equip to Care podcast shortly. If you've been benefiting from what you've been hearing on the Equip to Care podcast, then I've got good news. The guests on the Equip to Care podcast are part of an online membership community called Equip. It's a community that was founded by myself and my good friend, Leslie Vernick. And we meet with our folks monthly, we discuss cases, we talk about frustrations, we equip and help each other become more confident and competent in people helping. And we would love for you to be part of that group. If you'd like to learn more about joining Equip, would you just take a moment and visit chrismoles.org slash equip, chrismoles.org slash equip. And now back to the Equip to Care podcast. Okay, we're back uh, with Jolene Underwood, joleneunderwood.com. You guys want to get connected to her. She has a wealth of information. She is a, an emotional and spiritual growth coach, a trauma-informed therapist. She's also a writer, uh, and she's produced a couple resources that I want to talk about because I'm really excited about these. Can you just fill me in a little bit, and in doing so, you'll, you'll help the listeners understand the Unleash, the, the Heart and Soul Care Sheets. This seems to be a central theme and something that your folks are benefiting from from tremendously. Talk to us a little bit about uh, these care sheets. Yeah, Unleash Sheets came about when I couldn't write anymore. I was really struggling to write anything, but I had this need to create something. And so I thought I was going to create a planner because <laughs> that's a, you know easy. Right. <laughs> and what came to mind is I kept thinking about these reflective questions and really ways that we could kind of reflect in our own lives and reflect with God. And I realized it was creating something different. So I said, okay, I don't know what's happening, God, but let's just go. And what ended up happening is it created kind of this format for self-reflection that helps us identify, maybe it's just what's happening in your life. It could just be a daily thing. It could be a, a weekly check-in. It could be, um, I'm facing a difficult decision or I'm confused and I just want to engage with God. I want to kind of connect what's going on. And it helps people identify what, what's happening, what they're thinking, getting really honest with their thoughts having a space to get honest and then destroy the paper if you need to. Um, I provide tons of feeling word vocabulary to help people expand kind of this identification of what's actually happening emotionally. And then some teaching on engaging with God and practicing just being silent and hearing from God with a lot of encouragement that there's more steps to the process, but the whole thing is there's a lot of encouragement that this is not a specific procedure. There's a, there's a reason for the way that it's formatted, but you get the flexibility between you and God to decide what's helpful. Um, and it's not about getting it right. It is about just checking in and exploring what's happening with God and giving God an opportunity to speak to that. 
And I'm a big fan of self-reflection. I think if you can give anybody tools to kind of help just process, uh, it's tremendously beneficial, I think, even just to spend some time with yourself and with God and a series of questions. How can our listeners maybe investigate more about Unleash Sheets and maybe get connected to some of those resources? So there's two different ways you can go to, to get some information is either jolineunderwood.com forward slash unleash or um, occultivatedlife.me. That's where the it's it's sold as a course. So it's several videos along with the PDF. And I'm actually going to be revamping those in the next few months. So whoever does get them now will get the updates when they're available. At some point, I hope to have additional um, packages where you can kind of start to identify patterns in your life and, and take the exploration a little bit deeper. Um, so that's where you can find those. Um, and then we also use that tool in the growth community, okay. Cultivate Together. So we, we love digital courses here. We think that they are tremendous uh, tools for individuals. And with that being said, though, I love to see those incorporated into membership communities too, just like Equip and some others that we're a part of. And you brought up Cultivate Together. Cultivate Together is a growth community that's designed to help Christians cultivate those three areas of courage, character, and connection. So how can somebody get connected to Cultivate Together? And maybe what are some of the benefits of being part of that online community? Yeah, yeah. We just started this last summer, so I'm going to be opening doors again in late October. Um, and if it's not open at the time, you can make sure you get on the wait list. The website is jolineunderwood.com forward slash cultivate together and has some information there. I will continually be updating this because I wanted to provide this before I was ready with all the fancy details in the back end. Um, but basically the benefits include at least one monthly group call, kind of group coaching. There's also connection points, which I offer we use a platform called Heartbeat and it's a community platform. It has an app and everything so that we can, there's, I have a lot of readers who are not on Facebook or don't want to be on Facebook. It also provides a lot more privacy because so, we're engaging in personal stuff, right? And I include different teaching videos almost every week. Um, depend, there's always something almost every week. The connection points are where you can get together with another member in the community if you want to and start to practice some of the principles. And so that's a big thing for me is that not only do I provide some training and teaching, but that you actually have oppor growth opportunities is what I call them. So that you have different growth experiences because that's the way it's going to start to shift in your brain. And so your body experiences something different so that you are changed on the other side. Fantastic. So some of you listening today, you are maybe ready to take that next step towards emotional and spiritual growth. You're ready to build in those areas of um, connection and character and courage, and you might just need a little bit of help. Well, Jolene Underwood, joleneunderwood.com, she is a person who is ready and prepared and equipped to help you, like how I threw that in there, equipped to nice help <laughs> you uh, take the next step. And Jolene, thank you so much for joining us on Equip to Care. Thank you for being part of the Equip community. Uh, you make our ministry and lives a lot better, and I know that the entire membership benefits from, from your presence. So thank you for being on the podcast today. Thank you, Chris. All right, until next time, guys, uh, continue to pursue, continue to be equipped. Uh, we appreciate you all. Thank you.